Welcome to Pixels and Pines Podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm Michael. And we're two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Yeah, yeah bitch. Yeah, bitch. I, <laughs> I see you are not drinking a pint. You have, what is that? Not yet. Not yet. What is the coffee? Um, I don't know. Some locally sourced bullshit. They, I don't even remember. I threw away the package, but they said like some anaerobic or some, some scientific process where they're, they're doing something with the beans. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to drink it. Um, on the bag, it says like, it has like tasty notes of like raspberries and bullshit like that. Yeah. Every time you hear that at coffee, you're just like, I'm not going to taste a goddamn thing except bitter assholes. Right. Yep. This motherfucker actually tastes like fruit. What and the fuck? It's fucking me up because it tastes like garbage in a latte format. Absolute garbage. Yeah. And so it's the only thing I got on the grinder right now, and I'm trying to chug through this so I can get get rid of it. It <laughs> I fucking hate it. Oh. I hate it so much. I but I never get flavored coffee anymore. That shit makes me. Fucking it's not supposed sick. to be flavored. It's not flavored. It's like from some like it's from like some African country, but it's got. Depending on like the the region it's grown, uh, the soil and all kinds of bullshit like that, it imparts like these flavor notes. Like I don't know if they're real flavor notes. Like I don't think it's um, roasted with like these kind of flavors. It's just that because of like you know environmental makeup, like it just kind of imparts those kind of flavors. This motherfucker has like raspberries in it. Damn, I don't get flavored coffee. Like usually, like whenever I pick a coffee bean, it's like from a region. This is from a region, but this tastes like fucking raspberries, it's and it's fucking wild, fucking awful. It tastes good, like uh, as like just a regular, like um, like black, black coffee. coffee. Yeah, it tastes much better that way. But like, oh, mixing milk with it though, like, ugh, gross, dude, fucking gross. Ugh. But uh, I do have that. I do have that fucking shell shock on deck. Hell though. yeah! So Hell yeah, uh, I'm that, I'm I'm gonna let that wash it down. That's what's up. Well, I'm gonna yeah. join you. With some turtle power from Ingenious Brew Company. This little can, uh, this little itty bitty son of a bitch, this 12 ounce motherfucker, is 14% ABV. I did not God. know that until I had to write it down for the podcast. And it's huge. It's yeah. on the back. It's like triple the font size of everything else. It's 14%. It is a Russian <laughs> Imperial stout brewed with chocolate, pecans, and salted caramel. It is literally <clears throat> just turtles in a can. And <laughs> it's gonna be it's, good uh it's, I love it's it almost genius. as good if not better than shell shock i what i will give ingenious is that they're very good at flavoring their beers mm-hmm. so if you're looking for like a very strongly flavored like you know how it, again it's like how coffee like they say like it's got hints of raspberry like when ingenious says it's got hints of like chocolate and it's just chocolate peanut butter yeah it's like in your fucking face yeah I will give them that. They even, um, at the brewery, they even have, they used to have, I don't know if they still do, but they actually have like an alcoholic coffee. Ooh. They have an alcoholic coffee. Um, it looks like, it looks like a fucking latte. Uh, they put like some fucking whipped cream on top and shit. Like even, even people who don't drink, like they were like, this shit's good. Damn. I might fuck with that sometime. I know, yeah. uh, they got, I think it's them. One of the breweries and I'm pretty sure it's them. Has a fucking Smash Brothers tournament coming up? Ooh, um, I don't know if it's them or not. Uh, they don't I, seem like. I think they don't really don't seem like the people that do that shit. I'll have to look again. I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but I know one of the breweries around here has a Smash Brothers tournament. I thought real hard about participating, 
kind of like uh, when GoldenEye was released on the Switch and the Xbox recently. <laughs> there was another, they had a GoldenEye tournament, and I booted up GoldenEye on the Switch, and I was like, the controls suck. I am not embarrassing myself in public mm-hmm. with this. So You're uh, going <laughs> to, I actually, I would have hoped that you would have joined so I can people see people just destroy your fucking Richter, because <laughs> fuck you and that goddamn axe, dude. <laughs> Well, if I was to play Smash uh, in a tournament, I'd probably play something a little bit more competitive than Richter. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably play Cloud, honestly. Cloud's fucking broken. Oh, fuck um, Cloud, too. Who else? Uh, that fucking fat-ass alligator dude from the Donkey Kong games. Uh, uh, K. Roll. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's fucking broken. Fuck. They're, maybe Bowser uh, is kind of goofy. Uh, people don't really flex on him too much. Yeah, probably just one of those. Or I just, or I just fall back on Richter and just embarrass, you know, some of the really shitty players, and then just get destroyed at the end. Uh, similar to like our, um, what was that tournament we were at? Nidhog. Nidhog, yeah. Dude, it's fucking. There's a Nidhog two tournament down here in Houston in the next couple of days. Um, I know a lot of streamers are doing Nidhog tournaments now too, which is fucking weird, man. Where'd it come from? Uh, yeah, it just out of nowhere. Nidhog Two is like popular as fuck, and it's been out forever. Um, I get you know what? It's probably because they have an arcade machine of it now. No shit. Yeah. No. Hey, there you go. Uh, the the arcade that I used to go to in Charlotte, uh, Abari, uh, is uh, they just got the Nidhog Two uh, cabinet in the other day. So that's fucking dope. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, would have been cool I, to play I, that shit, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be so upset if like we end up going back to the to the whole like arcade bullshit that we. Well, I didn't try to get rid of it, but people tried to move away from it real fucking quick. But it'll be it'll be hilarious to see if like we end up going back to like these standalone arcade cabinets for for bullshit like this. I think it could be fun. Um, yeah, it's gonna become like this kind of like retro bullshit. Kind of like, uh, I don't know if there's any good examples. Um, well, actually, the uh, there's been a lot. Of, <clears throat> excuse me. There's been a lot of weird niche, uh, like little arcade cabinets, like the arcade uh, one up shit. No, well, not well. Yeah, that's. I think that's been a little bit of a resurgence. But there's also been like these, um, like Neo Geo. Oh, the little Neo bitty Geo. ones. Yeah, the little bitty ones. Yeah. There's a couple of them. There's a yeah. couple of them. I think there's another one that's, I think, dedicated to, like, uh, shooters mm-hmm. or some shit. I don't know. It's yeah. it's wild, but it seems like that's a thing. Yeah. The, 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 the kind of cool part about those is that they do have HDMI out, so you just plug them into your TV, and then you just have a standalone console just for those fucking games. Um, yeah. And since one it's second. Like a, I, go ahead. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I filled up my glass way too fucking much. Um, so this is like this is like whenever you reverse into a parking spot, like you turn down the radio for whatever reason. I'm gonna need to turn you down a little bit to just so I don't spill something. I'm gonna spill it all over the fucking place. I know it. <laughs> fucking know it. Oh, that's so that's so bad. That's so fucking terrible. I'm gonna be so upset. It's gonna smell like beer in this fucking place for like a fucking week. Can't believe I did it. <laughs> All right, turning the radio back up, bitch. All right. All right. So you made it to your destination. I made it. 
Dude, I do that shit every time I get close to my destination. I'm like, ooh, I'm like two streets away. I need to turn the radio down so I know how to drive again. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing, but it's universal. Everybody fucking does it. I know I do it. Yeah. The moment I pull into like somebody's neighborhood, I turn AFI or whatever the fucking weird my chemical romance bullshit <laughs> all the way down to like one bar. So <clears throat> singing's out the window. Man, we got um we got a sh- kind of kind of a good podcast, I think, set up today. You got a real good lineup here. We missed last week because we were busy yeah, as we fuck. Um drunk as fuck too. We were drunk I was as fuck. Yeah. I was fucking drunk. I was fucked up. It took yeah. me an hour to get back home. Mm-hmm. Um, because I had to go to a Best Buy uh to pick up uh, a Wolong um uh, thing. Um that was that was a sh- one of the shadiest Best Buys I've ever been to. God damn. <clears throat> it was wild dude yeah shady it was, as fuck it was a fun it was a fun sunday uh sucks we missed the podcast but it's all right because we still got we got last week's content plus a little bit this week um uh, yeah it'll, it'll little, flesh it out yeah giving us it'll a little flesh bit it more out. robust uh layout i think we jump in like we do every week uh letting people know what all the cool free shit is um so we have the playstation plus extra and premium titles uh for march 2023 it's got uh, yeah. fully announced, right? Yes, sir. So, uh, actually, they have a very decent lineup for this month. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. So, if you haven't played it in any of the Uncharted games, uh, this is for PS5. So, I think basically, it, well, so this one remasters, I think, uh, Uncharted 4 and Drake's... Uh, Drake's Deception? Something, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then we so, got yeah go go oh yeah i was gonna say like I, it, go ahead and play those games they're fucking awesome um and it is the whole collection right one one two three and four Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. what no legacy of thieves is i think only i don't think it's it's i think it's uh four drake's deception i think that's it oh okay so just those two okay yeah it's, oh, yeah because they me... did the other collection for ps4 back in the day the Lost Legacy. Yeah. Uh, I think Drake's Deception, I think, is like three or two or some okay. shit like that. Um, there is, ooh, I want to say that I think if, oh, uh, what was it? The PlayStation Collection. If you got a PS5, you got access to the PlayStation Collection. That actually has the, I think, PS4 um, remasters or whatever the fuck they're called of yeah. the first three games. Okay. So technically this kind of brings everything together. So you have basically access to the entire uncharted series at this point. You just got to make sure to download the PS. I was almost something I forgot to mention. I hope it's still, a, still around. Oh yeah. But, all of those fucking games that were coming off. Uh... Yeah. So uh, the PS, the PS, the PS five. Ah, I forget what it's fucking called. The PS collection yeah. that you got for being a PS five owner. You have to redeem those motherfuckers. Yeah. I went through there last them, week and did all of them. I, I think I need to go through. I want to say that I redeemed them when I first got my PlayStation five, a couple of years ago. Um, I need to go back and double check because some of those, get, there are some bangers in that fucking oh, list. There's some fucking absolute bangers. I mean, you got bloodborne yep. and all kinds of shit in there. So, oh, hell yeah. Um, I, I think you have until like the middle of the month or like in, in somewhere in the twenties. I mean, we're already fucking the 19th, right? So yeah. By the time this comes out, if you listen to it on the 23rd, uh, you might be missing out. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, 
Uh, it says May 9th. Oh, did so, they extend it? Oh, this was February 1st. Uh, oh. uh, I hope it's May 9th because May 9th would be awesome. It would give me time to remember. Yeah, May 9th, 2023. The okay. promotion ends. Okay. Oh. Well, shit, man. I, I freaked out. I, I got, I just saw like a headline for it. And I, I went that night and just uh, added them all to my collection. Uh, speaking of collection, I guess we'll just keep rolling through this. We got Chia, which yeah. we talked about what a couple of weeks ago. That's for PS4 yeah. and PS5. Uh, Tom Clancy's no dates. Huh? no dates on these, but no dates on these, by the way. So oh. I think they're just going to be slowly added over the the next the next uh, couple of weeks or so. I don't think any of these are dated, so you'll just have to wait for them to pop up. That's not bad, though. I mean, it gives you time to like slow roll them into your collection and play them. Yeah. Uh, we got Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, PS4 and PS5. Ghostwire Tokyo for PS5. Did you play Ghostwire? I did. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought so. I thought it's so. good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, it's also coming to, I think it's coming to Xbox consoles, I think, next month. Hell yeah. Uh, they're dropping They're dropping a new update for Ghostwire Tokyo. So uh, I think if you, I think if you play this, I think you get access to the free update when it drops in April. So okay. definitely play it. I enjoy Ghostwire Tokyo. I need to play it. I, I, you, I remember you telling me it was a fucking good game. I, I, yeah. I think I remember you played it back somewhere around our first or second episode. Like it was really early in all of this stuff. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was a PlayStation five exclusive, I think last year, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, yeah, uh, it's good. It's, uh, from, uh, Tango Gameworks, uh, the same folks who just, uh, pushed out uh, hi-fi rush. Oh shit. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So really dope ass crew, uh, of developers, uh, Ghostwire mm-hmm. Tokyo is good. I guess if you're into like spooky yokai uh, first person uh, type shit where you do, you know, like some fucking Naruto hand signals to to push out magic and whatnot. Uh, if you're into that, like, it's pretty dope. The story is kind of meh. Uh, graphics tons of collectibles. Fuck, though. Graphics look fan fucking tastic. Uh, I played it on PC, so I had access to like all of the ray tracing bullshit. Oh, and there's. Um, hey, I don't know if I don't think the game changes time of day, but I don't remember at least. But at night, sometimes there are some um, like rainy areas. And so you have like all of these neon lights, you know, from like Tokyo. I forget which section of Tokyo uh, this this place represents. Apparently, it's actually relatively accurate. Hmm. So if you have actually walked through this this part of Tokyo, you can recognize a lot of things. I think one of the main squares where uh, like this yokai parade goes through, um, it's really recognizable if you've actually been to the real place. Okay. Uh, But either way, um, there are this place, this, a lot of the game takes place at night. Um, Sometimes there's rain. So you have, you know, neon lights just kind of shining in the darkness. You have all of this fucking rain coming down. You have all of these puddles and shit on the floor. Everything's reflecting off of it. It looks fan fucking tastic with ray tracing on. I I need to get so I need good. to get a better video card, man. I I've been wanting to get a fucking forty eighty or forty ninety so bad. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe fifteen hundred fifteen hundred dollars uh, to uh, to to enjoy ray tracing. I think it's a bit much. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, what else we got? We got Life is Strange True Colors. That's uh. One of the sequels, right? That's coming out on PS4 and PS5. Uh, something like that. It's the latest one that they released. Yeah. 
we got Immortals Phoenix Rising PS4 and PS5. That is a similar to like uh, Breath of the Wild type of gameplay. Mm. Um, Life That's is Strange right. 2 for PS4. Uh, Dragon Ball Z yeah. Kakarot, uh, a great fucking uh, arena brawler type of fucking game where you fly around all over the place. Uh, as Goku, I thought Kakarot different was character. the story one. It I is. Thought, was that the? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. a it's an arena brawl. I thought it was like a kind of like almost like a RPG ish kind it of is. game. It is. It's an open 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 level RPG system. Uh, oh, and then when you okay. encounter an enemy, it essentially locks you into a a fake area to fight them. Um, in the area where you encounter them, I think oh, you can fly away. Okay. I only played a little bit of it. Uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, uh, but again, that's PS4 and PS5. Uh, they have I a own, shitload of. I own the collector's edition. Nice. Me too. I haven't, I haven't touched it. I haven't Me touched too. it. I, I bought the collector's edition just for the statue that came inside of it. I also bought the PS5 version when they re-released it. Holy shit! I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. So okay. Uh, but yeah, it's good to know that it's. Uh, I just told on myself because I've owned it for years and I still haven't played it. <laughs> don't feel bad. Uh, I, I haven't. I haven't played more than like a couple of hours of it. Um, what else? Oh, I did watch a playthrough of uh, the Dragon Ball Z Kakarot game from Sean. He's the guy who voices uh, Goku in the uh, oh, English okay. dub. And it was actually pretty fun to watch because uh, he he would either just read it or just talk shit like in Goku's voice while he was like fighting. Uh, like <laughs> some, some ad lib like uh, Justin Roiland type of stuff. Really fun. Um, what else we got? Street Fighter Five Champion Edition for PS4. Untitled Goose Game for PS4 is coming out. Final Fantasy Type O HD for PS4. Um, Do you know what Type O is? I I, I, I don't know. I, I own the game and I've never fucking played it. <clears throat> the the little image that they have on the release at got it has some dude holding a card. So I'm assuming it's like card based or something. Yeah, I think there's I think there's card battles or something in there. Uh, that's the only thing I remember about it. Uh, I just remember when they gave a, when they did a physical release for it on the PS4, I instantly bought it and I was like, I'm going to play the fuck out of this. Cause I've never even heard of this final fantasy game. Never opened it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rage two, uh, for PS4 will be out. Um, Neo, the world ends with you will be out on PS4 as well. Uh, that is a RPG. It's a, it's turn-based <laughs> sort of, uh, except on the battlefield, you get to kind of like move around and shit. It's it's a very unique style uh, JRPG. A lot, a lot of edge lords, a lot of edge lords on that on that uh, on the marketing shot that they did. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of teenagers up to no good. They ain't got shit to do. They're not in school. Mm-hmm. Fuck's wrong with them. And you're fighting like some weird ass monsters that look like bears mixed with sharks and fucking all kinds of stuff. Super weird looking. Uh, everybody who played it seems to really like it. Yeah, uh, I think the original world ends with you. I think for the was a DS. I think it was the DS game. Um, yeah. People love the fuck out of it. Yeah, uh, very stylish, very stylish. I think the way that you actually performed <clears throat> combos in that game was by drawing patterns on the fucking bottom screen. Oh yeah, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, then we got Haven for PS4 and PS5. I don't know anything about that game. <laughs> I read the blur before we got on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this basically sounds. Uh, it's not. It, I don't think it's a co-op thing, but it's apparently like, it's like almost relationship based. 
like kind of like how some some couples decide to have a baby in order to save their relationship. I think yeah. in this game, you escape the world and survive on this like planet, and it's like oh, relationship based. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks cool. <laughs> uh, I like the art style of that game. The art style looks good. I, yeah. I really enjoy it. But this seems like it, everything seems to be centered around strengthening your relationship. Just like. You know, your sister's a bitch. I hate your parents. Let's move away to this uh, toxic planet and survive on our own. Learn to survive in order to strengthen our relationship because I fucking hate looking at you. Okay. Hopefully this makes it makes us uh, closer as a couple. Hell That's yeah. what it sounds like. It's like a divorce simulator or some shit. Ooh, ooh okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to steer clear of that then. Uh, <laughs> we got some. I don't PS know if that's plus. true. I don't know if that's true or not. This is like this is this is some this is probably some like high school like your first girlfriend just like oh like yeah we're if we were stuck together, together like, yeah that kind of shit like oh we would totally like make a camp and then I don't know cook food to survive or something. Oh, you know what this is? This is an adult version of Moonlight Kingdom. I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay, that's a weird fucking movie where this this little boy is <laughs> in the Scouts. And he, he kind of falls in love with this girl. Uh, and so they, they leave camp and they go on a fucking hike and, and go do all kinds of shit and pierce their ears with fish hooks. It's fucking weird. Um, Moonrise Kingdom is fucking good. That sounds exactly what this fucking game is. Yeah. yeah. Out of the uh, three sentences that I've read about this game, that's exactly what it fucking sounds like. Uh, so we, we, got, we got three three other games coming in for the... PS Plus premium games. Uh, we got Ridge Racer Type 4 for the PS1. Uh, Ridge Racer games, fucking rule. They're my favorite mm-hmm. on the PS1. Soundtracks, kick-ass. Ridge Racer uh, and Namco trademarked uh, loading screen games inside of video games. So back on PS1, right. you used to have like cool little games like being able to play Galaga and shit like in the loading screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Namco fucked you over for all that shit through the Ridge Racer games. So if you ever want that experience, you have to go play that. Um, we got Ape Academy 2 for the PS1 and then Siphon Filter Dark Mirror for PSP. They can't think of anything to bring over on the PS Plus Premium other than fucking Siphon Filter and Ridge Racer. Dude, yeah. They got hella fucking Ridge Racer games on there now. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so oh, funny, man. Dude. I mean, I, I'm not opposed to it. I, <laughs> I appreciate it. I just yeah. like there's... I think they recently did uh, Legend of Dragoon. Mm-hmm. I think they released it. I don't think we talked about that, uh, but I think that was for February. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I think we missed that one, but mm-hmm. they have so many fucking games, and this is the bullshit they put out. Yeah, Come on, and guys. they got bangers on there. Bring me any of the working design titles. Bring me fucking Alundra. Bring me some of the really old shit that was hard, like Beyond the Beyond. Like, give me some fucking old school PS one vibes, mm. but they're just like, they're, 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 I mean, they did give us jumping flash, which was like one of the yeah. first games I ever played. That game sucks dick, but. So was, and the thing is, is like, uh, they, Sony just recently, uh, invested in from software. Mm. Um, and from software has a ton of bullshit on PS one. We could, <clears throat> they could start bringing in the armored core games on the PS one. <sighs> PS2 maybe just to kind those of in preparation old, for the new yeah. old armored core games fucking rule dude on top of that they also have uh <clears throat> this was kind of like 
Back in the day when first-person uh, RPG, Western RPG games, I think, were a thing. Um, uh, I'm dating myself, but there was games like Betrayal at Condor and shit like that, where it's essentially you're in a very simplistic 3D world. You can, like, equip a sword, and you're just like, you know, yeah. all kinds of shit like that. <clears throat> so From Software also had Kingsfield, yeah, yeah, which yeah, was... Yeah. They had that, that was, series. That, wasn't that one of the first fucking RPGs that came out yeah. on the PS1? Uh, it was pretty close to it. Pretty close to it. Uh, so that's the kind of games that they were were coming out with back on the PS1 era. Bring that shit back. Yeah, I think it was... I think it was... It wasn't a launch title, I don't believe, but it was early enough in the PS1's life cycle that they actually had a long box. So I don't know if anybody remembers... Uh, the early, early days of PS1 games, but they didn't come in those fucking jewel cases like CDs, dude. Um, they they had some that were kind of like almost uh, like Sega CD-ish uh, in size. Like they were super big. Shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. old, old, old boxes. <clears throat> old, I had I had game. some of those for, um, fuck, Zone, Zone of the Enders. No, not Zone of the Enders, Zero Divide. It was an old shitty fucking mech fighting game. It was like Street Fighter, but for mechs. By the way, Kingsfield was the first RPG released on the PS1. Uh, oh, February yeah. 15th, 1996. Beyond the Beyond so came ago. out <laughs> shortly after that on 9-11 of 96. <laughs> and then we had Blood Omen, Legacy of Kane, also a banger, Kingsfield 2. There were so many good fucking RPGs. Uh, the Sui Coden games, uh, Vandal Hearts, like Wild Arms, all that shit. Uh, they just need to bring it in there, uh, and just be done with it. Just for sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's all licensing and like when when they're allowed to roll it out. And Might as well. Shit. Xbox is buying Activision Blizzard, so pull something, motherfuckers. Yeah, you don't have to. <clears throat> shit. Speaking of Xbox, man, we got uh the new Game Pass stuff coming out this month too. Uh, so we got a bunch of shit coming in for the whole month. Uh, March seventh, which has already passed, we got. Guilty Gear Strive for cloud console and PC. Uh, did you ever play that one? You don't play mm-hmm. a lot of fighting games, huh? I've been, uh, <clears throat> I was thinking about buying this on Steam because it's on sale right now for like half off or something. Like, no, it's $29.99. They dropped the price from $60 to $39.99. So it's oh. uh, 30 bucks right now. But I think the DLC characters, which is kind of like all the good ones now, uh, it's almost the same cost as the fucking full game. Um, Forgot Guilty Gear does that shit a lot, doesn't? Don't they? Yeah, hell of well, I mean, all fighting games do now. Like, it's just how they make their fucking money. Um, <laughs> is the the season passes where they release four characters a fucking year or whatever for like oh, you know thirty or sixty dollars? Yeah, uh, I've, I've I've known of the Guilty Gear series, but I, I don't. Not my thing. It seems like it's uh, anime, the fighting game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same people who made uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Fighters, whatever you want to call it. It's Arc System yeah. Works. Um, oh yeah, Arts, they make a- art style on point. It just, yep. I just, I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> well, for the fighting enthusiasts out there, it's actually a good game. Um, March 9th, we get Dead Space two and three, just for cloud. Yeah, I think it's. I think uh, those games are already on the uh, on the service. So they're just in uh, increasing their their scope or availability. Yeah. Okay, so that's not bad. I believe so. Uh, March fourteenth, we got Valheim for Xbox Series. It was already on PC. 
Yeah. Um, uh, it blew the fuck up on Steam a while back. Yeah. People were playing the fuck out of it. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's still relevant now, but hey, it's on Xbox now if you want. Uh, March sixteenth. So yesterday we got Sid Meier's Civilization Four for cloud console and PC. Uh, later this week on March 21st, we got Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom for console and PC. Uh, so if you like Studio Ghibli or Ghibli, however you want to pronounce it, movies and you like shit like Pokemon um, with creature capturing uh, and maybe turn-based strategy style RPGs. Uh, I know there's two different types of things, but there's a lot of strategy in this turn-based RPG system. Uh, it's supposed to be really good. It's a really fucking good game. Um, March 28th, we get MLB the show on cloud console and PC. March 30th, we get infinite guitars. Apparently, I don't know. The fuck? <laughs> Too many guitars. Uh, there's an infinite amount and they're on cloud and PC. And then later on this month, uh, to be determined, we have way to the woods for console. I don't know anything about this game. Uh, I don't, uh, this could, this list could be old. There was a game that was supposed to be announced for, I think it was game pass. And then they announced that they were not part of game pass anymore. Oh, uh, so I think this is, uh, um, this is like an indie game where you just play as like Bambi or something. I don't fucking know what it You're is. Like a deer. Um, but yeah, uh, it seems like it's been delayed. Uh, before uh, before it's going to be added, yeah, it does look it does look like Bambi Simulator. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. don't get shot. Basically, <laughs> um, these these games aren't as good. Uh, the Xbox Game Pass this month is not as good or as enticing to me as the PlayStation one. Yeah, I was gonna say this does not look uh, like a very good lineup. Yeah. But we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll maybe it'll be coming to Game Pass. Who fucking knows? Uh, I do know that there was a um, a game that I think was supposed to come to Game Pass, but they said it was an error or some shit like that. Who fucking knows? Uh, maybe just uh, the developers have no idea what they're fucking what they're fucking doing, and it's been delayed. <laughs> Well, we'll find out yep. if it comes out this month. We've got a couple of weeks left to go. Yep. <clears throat> Easy peasy, dude. It, it sucks that, uh, I mean, Microsoft has access to like a shitload of games, but the, the PlayStation Plus uh, subscription seems to be shitting on Game Pass, in my opinion, the, in most cases. This, this month for sure. Yeah. Um, not, not as many... Um, Day one drops, I guess, as Xbox, but uh, I think just for the the breadth and just variety of in their catalog, uh, PlayStation is mm. is giving you a lot of stuff that uh, you should have you should be playing if you haven't yet. Yeah, a lot of good fucking games. This next one, we we talk about this game occasionally, uh, and it's been pushed back what two fucking years or something like that now. Something like that. <clears throat> uh, it was. I think it's supposed to come out in November of last year, mm-hmm. 2022. Uh, then I think Xbox, uh, I think it was during E3. I think this was probably like one of the first. <clears throat> was it one of the first? I think it might have been like one of the first podcasts we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, E3, Microsoft, they 
they did a showcase where they were basically saying, hey, like these are the games that are coming out in the next year or so. And Starfield was one of them. And I think when we talked uh, was it earlier this month, well, I think it was the last podcast episode, that the speculation was that if Microsoft was going to stay true to their word, the game would be coming out sometime late May, early June in order to stay within that one year, I guess, promise or yeah. uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And it was kind of bumping up against uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I was listening. you know, I think we were kind of like, eh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, nobody's going to give a shit about Starfield uh, because everybody's going to want to play Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. And this was kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess a confirmation. I guess it's kind of a, it's a confirmation and delay. We didn't actually get a concrete date for Starfield up until they made this announcement. And if you assume that Microsoft were intending to release everything that they announced last year at their E3 showcase uh, before May or June of 2023, then this is technically a delay. So now Starfield is coming out September 6th, 2023, uh, almost a year after it was originally intended to be released. God damn. Yeah. But this is Bethesda. So, you know, their game always have uh, bits of jank. You know yeah, what I mean? A lot of jank. A lot of fucking jank. <laughs> the Oblivion, jank's fun, though. Elder Scrolls, uh, Fallout, they all have jank. Mm-hmm. All have jank. It's just the nature of the creation engine that they use. Because if you play a game, oh, what was it? Uh, Outer Worlds. So Outer Worlds was from Obsidian. Right, Obsidian did the Fallout New Vegas um, game. So <clears throat> when Obsidian decided to do, because everybody wants Obsidian to make another Fallout game, so Obsidian came out with Outer Worlds, which was sort of like Fallout-like. a Fallout type. It's a Fallout like game, yeah. But because it's not on the creation engine, what happens is that a lot of the world is kind of artificial. If you play if you play Skyrim, any of the Elder Scrolls game, any of the Fallout games, basically everything in the world you can like pick up, uh, toss around. You know, everything has like physics applied to it, right? Yeah. That's why sometimes shit goes wrong and you get body slammed to the floor and you pop up into the fucking sky. Yeah. Like my favorite part, like early Skyrim, was stealing people's shit, but that. The way to do it, you just picked up a basket and you put it over their head and their character visibly couldn't see you. So you could just walk around <laughs> and steal all their shit. And they'd be like, and you take out the basket. They're like, what happened to all my shit? And we're like, I don't fucking know, man. It's amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. Just dumb ass shit. And they'd leave it in there and they're just like, I, yeah. I guess, I guess people could do this if they wanted to. The hope is, is that Starfield is being released on September 6th because now it's in a pretty solid state and minimizes on the jank. Yeah. I don't think that's fucking true. Yeah, I think there's going to be so much uh, A lot of people are, a lot of people are speculating that, Hey, this game is rock fucking solid. It's going to be released on September 6th, rock fucking solid. I don't believe that for a fucking second. Mm-hmm. I think that Starfield is probably in a completable state on September 6th. And basically that's about it. It's I think it's going to be state. <laughs> yeah, it's going to it's still be it's going to still be jank. Mm-hmm. It's still going to have all the creation engine bullshit to go along with it. I just think they needed more time to actually uh maybe cuz I think the 
<clears throat> the whole thing with Starfield right now is that it's supposed to have all of these different worlds that you can kind of like warp to mm-hmm. in space. And there are various levels of things you can do in these planets or whatever. Uh, I kind of think that they kind of didn't know what the fuck to do with it. And then they finally solidified whatever the hell that's going to be. That's a big scope. That's a very big big scope. scope. Yeah. So, um, you know, much love to everybody who thinks that this game's going to be rock solid on release. I think it's going to be the complete opposite. I think it's going to be fucking atrocious. Yeah, I think we're going to get first six months. I think we're going to get a No Man's Sky type of scenario where <laughs> No Man's Sky. That's offers, a little rough. <laughs> oh, that's rough. That game rough. is I, the tits right now, apparently. Yeah, that I, I original first year was just awful. I, and I kind of think it. I kind of think that too. Uh, we still haven't seen any kind of not any kind of real gameplay. I think they showed off some gameplay at E3 last year and it was kind of rough. You know, it was very, there was a lot of cuts. So you only got to stay within, I don't know, like one scene for like maybe like 15, 20 seconds. You know what I mean? It wasn't a, a lot to be able to kind of like tell like what exactly was going on. But even in that short snippet of clips, we did see that performance was a little rough. You know, it was kind of rough. Uh, we don't know. Bare. And the crazy thing is, is like they Xbox is not really known for disclosing what platform these things are running on. But to Sony's credit, anytime you anytime you see any gameplay, it'll let you know this is running on a PS5. This is this is this is an in-game cutscene. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Yeah, this is an experimental bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Xbox, you don't really know for, I think Forza Motorsport, the, the new Forza game that's coming out this year, everything looks fan fucking tastic, right? Like they, they talk about ray tracing this, they talk about how, uh, detailed the car, the, the car all that shit, all right? That shit, dude. But you don't know if they're running that like on a, on a fucking, uh, PC running like, uh, Intel 1300 and thirty what? 13900 K, yeah. uh, an AMD 7,000 series GPU with a 4090 graphics card. You don't know any of that shit. So they could be showing you just like their, you know, their, their best, best possible outcome. If you have a, you know, a $4,000 computer. Yeah. We don't know that. Well, we're not going to find out until it gets released. And hopefully that's not going to be the state of the game. Uh, when it comes out on September 6th, because if it's if it's shitty on Xbox consoles, it's probably not going to be a good look for Microsoft. So but we'll see. Uh, Microsoft has an E3 showcase. Well, I don't want to call it E3. No, I don't think anybody, any of the major companies, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, none of them will actually have an E3 showcase on the E3 floor. Oh, they're just doing their announcements around E3 timeline. Oh. Kind of like a Summer Games Fest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. So, I think it's like June 11th, I think, is when they announced Microsoft is going to be doing like a Starfield showcase. And I think they're also going to be doing, you know, what's coming up with Xbox for the next year, uh, you know, into mid-2024 around that time. So, until that happens, we don't fucking know. We don't fucking know. Uh, Bethesda hasn't all, you know, they're not the kind of company that does like huge gameplay showcases uh, for their games. It's one of those things where like, yo, Fallout 4, 
releasing in six months. That kind of That's thing. That's it. That low That's marketing it. budget. Very low marketing budget. They just, they know when they release shit, everyone who's a Bethesda fan is buying their shit. Yep. That's it. So they, they don't really need to do marketing. They don't need to do like, you know, a two years worth of gameplays and like, you know, mechanics showcases and shit like that. It's going to sell. They know this. So, yo, it's coming out in six months. You know, you're going to buy it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. It could also so, be just to avoid the jank uh, lashback. So they could just be, they release exactly what they want to release uh, to get expectations or, or to get hype boiling just a little bit. And then they just let that motherfucker simmer, like you said, for like a year or two until they, until they drop the fucking content. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I think with this delay, the expectation is, is that there's going to be little to no jank in the game. I think people are giving Bethesda too much credit, even with Microsoft money. Microsoft has been, um, very hands off on all their game studios for better, or for worse. So I don't believe that Microsoft is going to change the way that Bethesda does their marketing and release cycles. And they're just going to let them do what they do. And we'll see. I don't, I don't believe I'm still going to play it. The first, the first day it comes out. Cause it's going to be on the Xbox uh, game pass day one. Uh, but I have no belief that it's not going to be filled with jank and bullshit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't care. It's, it is what it is. I think, I think so. that's the fun of it. I can't wait to see donkey's take on this. It's the donkey loves shitting on like jank ass games. I love watching his like glitch showcases of games. I cannot. Wait oh to see yeah. This. Oh, there, I, 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 I want to say that this is probably going to be just a meme on the internet for like the first month. There's yeah. going to be showing all kinds of bullshit. I can't that, wait. That is, that is screwing up. Yeah. To see people take off in their spaceship and just fall out the bottom and just watch the spaceship just fly away. It's going to be just amazing. Like, dumb yeah. shit. Uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff. At least we got a, a concrete release date uh, for now. Uh, so for sure. Have some Six months. Forward. Six months. We got now, man. We got you got another thing on here about uh, man. This one seems kind of fucking crazy to me. This not really, no. Kind of expected. Oh. It's kind of expected. Uh, Luminous Productions is being absorbed back into Square Enix. It's not as it's not as bad, I guess, as it sounds. Uh, Luminous Productions was essentially the developers behind the Luminous engine, uh, which powered Final Fantasy 15 and Forspoken. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that the developers of Final Fantasy 16 are using a modified version of the Luminous engine for that Final Fantasy game. But either way, um, the team, the the standalone, I don't want to call them standalone. They're still part of, like, they're still Square Enix developers. Yeah. They are just like a project team within a, within Square Enix uh, that they're calling Luminous Productions. After Forspoken, uh, which apparently, rumor says, cost them $100 million to make, flopped on its face. They have decided that Luminous Productions has kind of run its course. Their engine potentially has run its course. And now Luminous Productions is essentially no more. 
and all of the team members are going to be probably distributed throughout, um, you know, other areas of Square Enix. At least I get to keep their jobs. Yeah, I mean, that's it's, always a good sign. Like I said, this is this is not something where they're like a separate company who's being bought out by another company. Yeah. That kind of thing. They they've always been a part of Square Enix. They're working on Square Enix properties, but I think with the Luminous Engine that they had created in Final Fantasy 15, they had enough clout to be like, "Yo, okay, hey guys, your technology's good. Final Fantasy 15 was pretty good. Uh, let's see what else you can do. What else they could do was Forspoken, and they're like, "Yeah, not like that though. You, you step too far I, across I the line." Maybe. I haven't played Forspoken. Um, I played the demo. It seems like it's... It was. I thought it was competent. The... Um, maybe People shit on the banter between, uh, you know, your, the inanimate object that's speaking to you throughout the entire course of the game and the main character. But I played Atomic Heart, which is essentially the same fucking thing. You know, you have, instead of a cuff, I think for uh, the main character in Forspoken, it was a glove yep. that essentially spoke to you. You know, it's kind of like the, uh, what, what is a, uh, God damn it, uh, Iron Man, who's his, uh, who's his little uh, Jarvis. robot? Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the Jarvis of uh, each of these characters. Yeah, I think that's fine. I mean, they did it in uh, Nier Automata with the fucking, the pods. Um, yeah, that's right. So uh, I mean, it's, it's essentially our vice, we, yeah, vice, something like vice, yeah, uh, replicant. Like, yeah, I mean, like every exactly every, every game does this. Well, not every game, but a lot of fucking games do this. I mean, this is right. a common fucking uh, storytelling trope. Yeah, I, I don't think people just hated like the Joss Whedon uh, kind of like dialogue that goes along with it. It's like, uh oh, he's, he's a good I writer guess, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like people just hate like. All right, I guess this is happening now. Kind of like dialogue that, you know, kind of like the, you know, talking to yourself, kind of like maybe slightly fourth wall breaking kind of yeah. kind of dialogue that goes along with it. People people see it as cringy, although I think it when it was first introduced, people were just like, yo, I really love the way the characters speak. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I think it's just been kind of like an overused trope at this point. And that's what people shit on for spoken about. Outside of that, though, uh, from the demo impressions that I got, uh, the traversal aspect of Forspoken, I think, was probably if they had if they had fixed that, I think I think Forspoken would have gotten gone over better. But the kind of like the parkour system, it's jank. It's jank. It wasn't it wasn't as it didn't feel as good as it should have. Put it that way. It felt very floaty. It kind of felt that you weren't really in control of your character most of the time. It took a lot of work to kind of get uh the character the main character to kind of do what you needed it to do yeah outside of that though like once you got used to the traversal that got better the combat was relatively good i thought it was um the the different schools of magic that you can that you earn i guess throughout the course of the game as you kind of complete um main missions or uh, i guess like major points in the story you get access to new different types of magic was essentially changes your gameplay style. Okay. So in in the demo, you had uh, a gameplay style, which was almost kind of like a third-person shooter. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the magic that you had access to was um, basically, sh you know, shooting things from a far distance. You had, you know, kind of like a machine gun kind of, kind of magic attack using rocks. Then you had, like, larger techs where you kind of, like, charged up an attack and, like, tossed it at them. Uh, the other attack magic that you had access to in the demo was basically melee-based. 
So you had like this giant fire sword Ooh. that you just like slice people with. And the way that the enemies were set up is that enemies were typically weak to like a certain type of magic and they were strong against others. Yeah. So you would switch your magic based on like what you were facing. So if you had enemies that were weak to magic, uh, fire magic, you would switch to your fire magic and then melee the fuck out of them. Yeah. If you had enemies that were weak to earth, then you would switch over to like that shooting mechanic where you would be firing rocks at the motherfuckers. I thought that was enjoyable. If you're the kind of person who likes just collecting random shit, like there was a ton of shit to find out in the overworld. Hmm. So if you're the kind of person that likes like seeing little um like markers on your map and being like yo i want to go over there and i want to make sure that marker is cleared and like you know there's an x through it or it disappears or you know it uh it dims on the screen so yeah. that it's not that it shows that i've completed it then this game has that all over the fucking place okay so if you're, a, cool. if you're a person yeah if you're a person who likes collectathon type things there's a ton of shit to collect and if you have um, certain play styles that you like, this one basically lets you kind of like switch between different types of play styles. I don't know about the story. I mean, it's probably like basic Square Enix bullshit, yeah. but, uh, you know, basic Square Enix bullshit is probably better than most basic things from another random developer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I'm still going to yeah, play this game at some point. I'm sure I'm sure. It'll come to like a Game Pass or a fucking uh, PlayStation Plus Premium at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll wait I, for free. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably wait. I already spent money on Forspoken. Um, but it's it's fine. I actually I thought the soundtrack was maybe not specifically Forspoken, but anything that Square Enix puts out, like I'm I'm all I'm all fucking over it. So uh, the I think the Collector's Edition in Japan had a uh, a version of the soundtrack which includes like two extra discs or something like that or one extra disc uh, like basically the expanded version of the soundtrack compared to like what you would purchase separately yeah that's the only fucking reason i purchased it because uh. i am just a fucking shit bag with way too much money who <laughs> just decides to like anytime square enix hooks something out i'm just like fine. i need it i need it i need it right yeah now. so unfortunately bye bye luminous productions they did what they did didn't work out for them it was probably gonna it's probably gonna be a big hit on their financial earnings rip luminous productions yeah i'm sure somebody somebody will come and take their place they'll they'll probably they'll probably have another project group that puts out something amazing and they'll give them another chance to do something and they'll probably fuck it up again yeah yeah we'll see uh i think was it a team asano i think that's what they're called team asano uh that was the Octopath Group. Oh. So, Team Asano, so, like I said, Team Asano, they're doing the Octopath stuff. Mm -hmm. Octopath worked out really fucking well for them. Apparently, Octopath Traveler 2 is a fucking amazing. I can't wait. Apparently, it's fucking amazing. So, they're doing good for themselves. Team Asano is probably going to be doing, like, the 2D HD type bullshit for now until it just stops making Square Enix money. But... At this point, it looks like they're doing very well for themselves. So you can probably watch out for 2D HD remakes of all kinds of shit. I heard, I think, Dragon Warrior 3 is having a 2D HD remake um, coming out soon. A lot of people are asking for like things like Chrono Trigger, you know, like a lot oh, of the God. SNES RPGs. Dude, they did Chrono live alive. In that fucking... Yeah, they did live alive, which was like a random Japanese-only Square Enix RPG that didn't come out on the SNES, like in America. So 
maybe we're going to see a whole bunch of that. Cause like, Oh, square Enix has a ton of shit yeah. on the super Famicom that never came over. Uh, I think, was it the, was it the original tales of Fantasia, yep. which uh, was, I think, uh, um, Famicom, super Famicom only. They have like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 motherfucker it's uh it's i think it's the name of one of the um one of the magic beasts in final fantasy uh bahamut bahamut oh. lagoon or something like oh, that bahamut is lagoon yeah 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 Yeah. so there's they have an endless depth of uh properties that team asano can work on god about that fucking game yeah uh, anyways yeah. uh so we're talking about team asano and uh forgetting about luminous productions which I guess as it should be, Luminous Productions, uh, unfortunately, uh, put out a dud. And so it was expensive enough that Square Enix is not allowing them to uh, try again. Off. Basically. Yeah. Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace, guys. Uh, this next one, man. I've been seeing this shit uh, pop up yeah. literally everywhere, which makes me... It, it, the, this rumor seems more viable to me than uh, the the Nintendo Switch Pro at this point. I I, I think I kind of think it's bullshit. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't believe it. Although I uh, my issue with the PS5 Pro rumor mm-hmm. is that it's hinged on what appears to be a uh, a patent by uh, Mark Cerny. Mark Cerny was essentially the, I forget what his, his official title in Sony is, but um, he's eventually like this, um, this whiz, right? This, uh, this hardware whiz. I think he started out his career as the developer of Marble Madness. I don't know if you remember that fucking game back in the day, but Mark Cerny created Marble Madness, which I, I believe was like kind of revolutionary at the time it was released. So he's always been this kind of guy who's been, um, you know, fucking game. Yeah. yeah, He's always, he's always been like, he's, he's he's the nerd of nerds. Right. So Mark Sarney has a patent that somebody discovered, which essentially is detailing how to accelerate ray tracing. And I want to say it's accelerate ray tracing in PlayStation five. So, I think based off of that and based off of what rumors are floating around, and this comes from, uh, I think the name of the website is Insider Gaming, and the author is Tom Henderson. Uh, Tom Henderson, I don't exactly remember what he's leaked, but I want to say that he's maybe a semi-reliable kind of like insider when it comes to video games. But as far as this is concerned, like, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's anything that is something that Sony would realistically spend manufacturing costs and money on to release as a separate product. And the reason being is because when it comes to ray tracing, AMD is severely behind NVIDIA when it comes to ray tracing the support for ray tracing and like the current landscape and PC gaming, AMD is starting to kind of catch up a little bit. But if you want to enjoy ray tracing on PC, like you really need an NVIDIA card. Um, NVIDIA came out with their DLSS, which is essentially like AI 
upscaling yeah. of games, right? So AMD came out with FSR, which is their version of kind of like DLSS. FSR 1 was not that. FSR 2 is kind of like a DLSS 2 competitor. Uh, NVIDIA has come out with DLSS 3, which is essentially AI regeneration of frames. So you can think of like, it is DLSS 3 is able to take two frames and generate a third in between. Holy shit, okay. So it essentially allows the um, the developer to who implements DLSS 3 to drastically increase the frame rate. So instead of having to have the GPU generate 120 frames, maybe it only has to generate 90. And then the AI part of it can generate the other 30 frames to kind of like go in between and and do a really good job and making you believe that those extra 30 frames exist. Okay, that's sick as fuck. Super sick, right? Yeah. The issue is is that the technology that the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series consoles are centered around, which I believe at this was like Zen... It's like Zen 2 Plus or like Zen 3, which would be equivalent to, I want to say, like the 6000 series Mm -hmm. of AMD GPUs, which are vastly inferior when it comes to ray tracing support. Uh, it's only now that the 7000 series that in uh, AMD just recently released where you're getting better at it. They're getting better at it for sure, but it still has, they're nowhere near competent at ray tracing as NVIDIA is for the past like 3000 and 4000 series of GPUs. So the fact that Mark Cerny can come up with some magic bullshit in order to increase ray tracing uh, performance, I don't think it warrants like a uh, a new skew. I don't okay. even know what the, I don't even know what they would necessarily market it as. You know what I mean? The ability to increase ray tracing. Uh, I don't I don't think enough people care about ray tracing enough to really like want to spend however much money it would take to purchase a pro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Sony is still like selling the fuck out of like six hundred dollar PlayStations. Yep. Is it six hundred or is it five hundred? I think it's five hundred. Um, yeah. So if they release a pro console at like six seven hundred, that six fifty seven hundred dollars, <laughs> yeah. like why the fuck would you want to play that, or why would you pay that to play ray tracing you know, games that looked like a, a little bit better with ray tracing? You know what I mean? Yeah. They would be they would be dumb as fuck to release a new console where solely um, concentrated on ray tracing acceleration. Like maybe if they increase like the CPU speed, increase the speed of their current GPU, uh, increase like the memory bandwidth inside of the console in order for them to actually perform uh, well compared to like the, you know, Xbox series consoles, like that would be where they would want to put their money in. And I guess I could see that being a pro, but as far as like ray tracing, like I, I don't, I, I think that's kind of like a red herring. I don't, I don't, I don't think my uh, Sony would spend the manufacturing costs, the component costs, to basically sell, you know, like a hundred thousand consoles. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it sounds dumb as fuck. Honestly, it sounds dumb as fuck. I have heard that maybe these manufacturers are going to be kind of like iPhones. Which again, I think is is probably a terrible uh, marketing decision when it comes to these these uh, video game console boxes that's supposed to sit underneath your TV. 
Whereas iPhones, they sell an, they can sell an iPhone to you every year. Yep. Right? So you have this, well, not just iPhones, but fucking galaxies do that too. Most phone manufacturers, they put out a new iteration every year. And so the theory is, is that maybe consoles are going in that direction. So what ends up happening is that you have kind of like a, a rolling, like, I don't know, a few years where you have like a base level support, which I don't think is going to fly. People buy people buy consoles specifically because I can buy this box for like, you know, five, eight years, yep. five to ten years and be able to play whatever software comes comes out with it. I don't have to purchase any more hardware after this yeah it's a lot cheaper than fucking uh building a pc every four or five years yep i don't and i don't think they're gonna they're gonna fuck with that okay so as far as the rumors go it's it's nice to think that maybe you know ray tracing acceleration is uh something that would be um worthwhile yeah i i don't think i don't think enough people care about ray tracing right now to uh, to really have like a market for it, if they're gonna do it, maybe they'll do like a a revision of the current console, where this revision maybe they'll call it a pro. I don't know. They'll probably have to like inject like so. All right, just to go back a little bit. So the reason why ray tracing and DLSS and all that shit works is because of the cores inside of the GPU. Um, these cores are like very specifically designed to do that those kind of computations. And that's why NVIDIA is so good at it, because that's that's how they design their uh, graphics cards, starting with the uh, 2000 series. And they've gotten enough support from developers that they've continued with that, uh, those specific AI cores that are designed to do that kind of work. Now, if Mark Cerny decides to implement certain things like that going forward in the console, I could see something like that happening. But people. PS5 Pro would be kind of like a stepping stone to like the PS5, the PS6. I mean, yeah. Um, so if they did that, I guess that could be a pro. But uh, again, like, uh, you still have to develop for the lowest common denominator. Xbox is going through that right now with the Xbox Series S. Apparently, the way that because uh, I think what was it, uh, Baldur's Gate Three, Baldur's Gate Three had to come out and say that uh, the. Xbox version is coming at a later date because they're having some issues with the Xbox Series S. Apparently, the way Microsoft uh, dictates their developers is that if you're going to release an Xbox version of the game, it has to work on both Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles. Uh, I think for, like, very specifically, they have to be, like, on par with, like, feature set. Yeah. And Baldur's Gate is running into an issue where the Xbox Series S console, for whatever reason, is having issues with like uh, some kind of split screen co-op type of thing. Mm -hmm. And so there are they are delaying the Xbox version of the game and still releasing a PS5 because PS5 essentially just has one SKU. Yep. Really? Even with digital versus the the digital the only thing that's different with the digital version is it just doesn't have a disk drive. Oh, so they like just keep power it as wise, same yeah, power wise, it's the same console. Okay, it just one has a disk drive, the other one doesn't. I, Xbox Series S is way cheaper than the Xbox Series X console, 
but it also has a paired back CPU, I believe, and a paired back uh, GPU, and I think the memory bandwidth is uh, also less. And I think it's equivalent to just like a Xbox One X on modern hardware. Yes, essentially. Did you see? Uh, so Diablo Four just released in beta, open, closed beta, closed beta. Mm. Um, and the comparisons between the console versions and PC have come out. And the difference between the Xbox S and X is fucking uh, night and day. Like, right. one is, one, the S, I can't even run it at 1080p. Most most games on, the, on Series S don't really run at 1080p. Yeah, it's fucking honest. wild. Uh, yeah. And PS5 is the only console that can run the game at 4K. Jesus. Yeah. Xbox X cannot do it. Uh, It runs it just above 1080p, I think, or something. So, So, something like that. It runs it at 1440, I think. I will say, though, uh, from the impressions that I'm getting of Diablo 4, apparently it's going to be really fucking good. Yeah. It's really going to be fucking good. It's going to be real good. (laughs) Oh, my God. People are gushing. Yeah. People are gushing about Diablo 4. I can't fucking wait. I, I haven't pre ordered it, but I may go back and. And look at Blizzard's website to see what kind of versions they got up there because they're looking fucking dope. So the collector's edition does not come with the game. Son of a bitch. Yep. It's one of those things. Yep. So you buy the game and then you buy the collector's edition. Um, I bought, I, because of just how it looked, uh, Janet was watching uh, some people play it today on stream. And she was like, I miss playing Diablo with you. And I was like, I do too. Yeah, we used to play the fuck out of Diablo 3. Uh, and oh because my God, of that, I would love to be a third wheel on your, in your crew. Okay. Yeah. I bought it for uh PS five. Uh, so it'll be here in June. Whenever fuck. the fuck, whenever the fuck that is. I don't know if I, I don't know if I buy it on PS five. <clears throat> I wonder That's if it's the only way we could, it is cross platform. Uh, I think I, I do know that the console is the only way that you can play uh couch co-op. So, Oh, Okay. All right, we'll, we'll figure we'll figure that shit out yeah. whenever it. Uh, uh, who's the who's the antagonist on this one? Lilith. Lilith. Yeah. Uh, I get so many compliments about the the Lilith uh, Blizzard uh, Diablo Four shirt that I got from BlizzCon and was it from 2019? Yeah. People love the fucking artwork, dude. On fucking point. Blizzard that, has always been really fucking good. Dude, their artwork in that game is fucking crazy. The uh, yeah. black on black fucking embroidered Diablo four hat that we have and the bill and it has the fucking demonic uh, Lilith circle in it. That shit's badass as fuck. You picked it up at BlizzCon. I remember you getting it. I'm sure I do. Yeah. Uh, I'm in, I'm in the middle of like redoing like three fucking rooms in the house. So <laughs> uh, it's, I'm lost. sure it's, it's everything's fucking lost, dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, the Lilith artwork that's been coming out for Diablo four fucking amazing like yeah. uh every time i, I forget like I, I didn't ask i didn't ask the person i wish i would have but uh when he saw the when he saw the shirt he was like yo is that from if, is that from like this artist i was just like no nah, it's diablo he's like word is like yeah uh i should have asked uh, i'm artist. not uh, i'm not like one of those fucking like metal heads i don't i'm not like uh i don't i don't know one of those fucking edgelord type of motherfuckers who like you know likes to have like demonic symbols and shit like that but i've always loved 
the art style from Diablo, just like the super, super dark fantasy type shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And they lean Always into it. Always them. They oh, lean yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. Their marketing campaign is this June, let's go to hell. Like it's, they don't, they, they're so, they, they don't pull any punches with Diablo. They were like, this game, uh, you go to hell and you fight demons. Uh, so we're just going to lean into it. Yeah, we fucking, yeah, we, we raped people in the office, but that's okay. Cause you get to go to Diablo hell. Like, I don't know. Oh the, my God. The How many more virgin this. sacrifices do you need to make this game? Good? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, clip and ship it. Oh man. Um, speaking of, they, they weren't virgins. Those no. damn whores. Oh, Jesus Christ. He doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that we are not, we are not victim shaming here. Um, Oh, hey, hey, hey. No, it's, it's it's got nothing to do with that. Yeah, it's true, it was, true, true, true. It was just something fucked up to say, and I said it. Sorry, guys. Um, So I want to I go through some of the L's, since we're already hitting some L's uh, here. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll probably I'll get my name added to this list at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, same. <laughs> so we got this. This bothers me because I was I was um, watching The Completionist. Uh, the other day. Oh yeah. He just put out that video of buying everything on the Wii and no, the Wii U and 3DS uh, virtual store. And I will say that it's, it's very good for content, but please don't spend $22,000 to purchase everything on your Wii U and 3DS. $2,000. And that's not uh, every game. He claims it as every game, but he also made a statement in that video where some games just got removed because developers were like, well, the shop is shutting down, so we're just not renewing our fucking license. So don't don't buy the shit from, from Nintendo. Don't buy shit from the eShop. And here's why. None of these games are going away forever, except for the ones that are just like online-only type thing. The reason being is because the, 3DS, the DS, the 3DS, the Wii, the Wii U, those eShops got broken wide fucking open a long time ago a long time ago it got to the point where you could actually download the games directly from nintendo for free for free and be able to play it on your goddamn console yeah with that uh and, God, what was that that, that fucking ninja game oh people... uh, well so it wasn't even that was it uh, so ninja? ninja that was cubic ninja was a i think a save game exploit yeah in order to run homebrew on your on your oh, console okay, okay. there's much better there's much easier ways to run homebrew on these nintendo consoles these days you don't even need that shit anymore yeah um the reason being is because there is uh a licensing so there's like a license that uh the so the way it works is that nintendo is just like yo you got a license to install this game you're like, yep, here it is. And they're like, cool, here you go. This game is uh, playable to a console that has this license installed on it, right? So somebody figured it out, all right, well, Nintendo doesn't really check. It just checks to see if the license is valid or whatever. And as long as, the, as, long as, it's, as, long as you fake it, you can install these games on your console, no problem. Yep. And you can do that directly through the Nintendo eShop right now if you want if you fucking wanted to as long as you modify your console which i think is software based so you don't have to like you know open up your console and like solder any kind of weird shit to it you can do this right now yep all of the games are backed up everything on the eShop 
everything on the virtual console, all of that shit is backed up. Maybe you're going to have to like, you know, do a little Google foo in order to, to, to find out where you can download it from, but all this shit is backed up. So I guess props to the completionist, but I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a video for content. Like he spent $22,000 who gives a fuck. Yeah. Like he's not, he's not doing anything other than spending money and giving it to Nintendo, yeah. which I, I don't give a fuck about as far as like the <laughs> Wii U and the 3DS is concerned. Like those are dead platforms in my eyes. If, if you really want to play some of those games, uh, learn how to learn how to hack your 3DS, learn how to hack your Wii U. You can download all of these fucking games that are going to go away. Like even after you can't make any purchases on the eShop for the 3DS and the Wii U, you can install those games. They've all been backed up. And you don't have to worry about losing. If you're not into pirating games because you're a wholesome person, uh, you can get ROM hacks and uh, content created uh, games that were never published anywhere. Uh, there are tons of those. Uh, ROM hacks are fun as fuck. There's like uh, sequels to like Legend of Zelda games out there that were never created. There's uh, spinoff games of like Pokemon games and shit like that. Oh, um, there's there's tons True. of uh, cool free games that you can just load into your hacked system. So, well, I mean, if you don't want to pirate, you don't want to play those games either because that's stealing IP. That's, that's not true. cool either. Man. That's true. Um, well, then, worst case, you can do it to play uh, fan translated games that never came here to the U.S. So it's technically not pirating at all. Still like is though. Three. God damn it. Okay, so there's, you know, if you're wholesome and you don't like pirating or you don't like, you know, uh, having a digital copy of your game that you you purchased uh, that you have legally inside your house somewhere uh, that no one else can prove that it's there, then um, you know maybe don't do this. Here's me, okay, I'm so gonna I'm going to fucking do it. Hack you shit out of my stuff. You fucking pirate piece of shit. Look, man. You're a pirating piece of shit, man. No, man, I do it. I do it so I can install custom wallpapers of anime girls on my 3DS. Did you pay for the rights for those anime girls? Or are you stealing that from the uh, from the original artist or the original uh, company that produced that anime? That's what I thought. God damn That's it. what I thought. You know what? There's no fucking winning with you, and there's no winning with the Wii U. <laughs> there is, is no winning. So here's, so here's here's the issue with Wii U's. Apparently, I think it was it last week, there was uh, a thread, a, tw- a Twitter thread, or there was a thread uh, in a few places around the internet where people were discovering that their Wii U's were throwing up some some error message. I forget the the error code that it was throwing up, but essentially that was it. You started up your Wii U, you got the error code, and it was just like fuck off. You can't play, you can't use your Wii U at all. So there's a couple of things. Um, one, apparently there's an issue with the Wii operating system. The Wii operating system is also kind of like a software title, similar to any game software that you might run on your Wii. The OS itself, the software that loads up on your Wii U when you boot up, was getting corrupted. Not the OS itself, but like the... I, I want to say it's probably like the database that... um that manages all of these software titles on the Wii U. Uh, I think the title ID, I guess I want to, I want to say was getting corrupted. So it was refusing to load the operating system on the Wii U. Uh, there was this uh, YouTuber Voltar 
Voltar is very big on the uh, modding scene. Like he'll he does a whole bunch of videos. Like if you want to learn how to solder shit onto your uh, retro console to either like you know give it HDMI output to make it region free, whatever. He has a ton of fucking instructions on YouTube in order to do that. Uh, he also produced a video I think in the last day or two, essentially showing you how to fix this title corruption issue for the Wii U operating system using a uh, Raspberry Pi Pico, Raspberry oh. Pi Zero, like one of those super, super cheap Raspberry Pi systems. Yeah. So by loading up some homebrew software, plugging it into your Wii U, you could essentially fix the issue. Uh, I think that's one of the issues. The other issue is uh, the one that we're showing on screen, which was from the Oatmeal Dome. Uh, I probably sent you the wrong version as the asset. I think this one includes all of the fucking dead space at the bottom. But essentially, uh, Oatmeal Dome, uh, who I follow on Twitter, is essentially the probably one of the more premier, like, uh, we switch hackers in the scene. He does a lot of um, data mining when it comes to the games like Splatoon and Pokemon. Uh, he also has uh, done a kind of like a, a small thread on Twitter uh, over the issue. So the issue that some Wii U owners are facing is essentially the death of the memory chip inside of the Wii U. The memory chip is the one that actually holds. So like, uh, was it the Wii U has like, what, 32 gigabytes or something like that? Uh I think the Wii U had a couple of SKUs, but uh, it's either like 16 gigabytes or 32 gigabytes, whatever. Uh, they have embedded storage inside of the um, the Wii U. So that just saves you from having to like purchase external, uh, like, uh, but I think it supports micro SD. Uh, I fucking forgot. It's been a while since I booted up my Wii U. Same. But uh, the embedded storage apparently has three different manufacturers of the chip inside of the Wii U. Uh, Hynix, Samsung, and Toshiba. Apparently, Hynix is the uh, manufacturer that has chips that are going bad inside of the Wii U console, which means that it's basically corrupting your onboard storage, and that's what's causing some uh, issues that people are seeing. So I don't know if there's anything that can actually be done about that other than verifying which manufacturer of the memory chip that you have inside of your system. It's a lottery. God damn. So what that means is that there are some Wii U consoles that are just going to fucking die. Yep. Whether or not this is going to be... So here's the thing. Every console goes through revisions. Every console goes through cost-cutting measures in order to make it cheaper to manufacture so that way they can make a little bit more money on the back end. Or maybe they can do a console price drop, price drop, right? Wii U, since it was on the market for such a short time, I don't know if that ever happened. It could be that maybe the very first console units that they sold were all Hynix. And then as their manufacturing matured through the, the console's life cycle, they switched over to like Samsung and Toshiba. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows at this point. Uh, I think some people in the homebrew community, like GBA Temp, which has like a lot of homebrew type shit for uh, for consoles, there may be some knowledge there uh, on how to identify which embedded uh, memory chip 
your Wii U has. But for the time being, it seems like the manufacturer Hynix is the root cause of Wii U's failing to boot. And uh, I don't think there's any kind of knowledge for sure at this point about if there's a fixable solution for that, unfortunately. Man, that sucks. That, that This bums me out. Like, I, I'm afraid to boot up my Wii U now. Well, I mean, this isn't something that's going to uh, fuck up on boot. If it's dead, it's dead. It's going to be dead before you boot it up. Oh, okay. So okay. you want to boot it up to make sure that it's not dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this isn't something This isn't something that will be, uh, you're not going to, you know, send electricity into the Wii U and then it's going to fuck it up because of uh, the manufacture of your chip. The the chip, for whatever reason, is it's probably already been degraded. It's probably already dead. So nothing you can do to preserve it. Just find out if you have a Wii U that's uh, that's fucking dead or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some homebrew software that you can run as well that will identify the manufacturer of the eMMC chip that's inside of your uh, Wii U. So you can know for sure if you have a Hynix chip or not. And the reason I say this, why you should do it now, is because if this becomes an issue where, let's say, that 75% of Wii U's have the Hynix chip, and somebody figures out a way to identify non-Hynix chip Wii U's, you're going to want to buy that motherfucker right away. Yeah. Yeah. Because by the time, like, mainstream figures out that these Wii U's are stable and they're, they're not going to immediately burst into flames. Yeah. They're going to shoot up in price. It's it's the same thing with um, the PS3, right? Uh, the the full backwards compatible PS3s, like the launch units of PS3s, they had the the issue where they get the yellow ring of death or their yellow light of death, which essentially just kills your PS3 because of either... Uh, I think there's either some chips or like issues with solder on the uh, PS3 that causes that console just to fucking just, you know, give up the ghost. Those consoles, when they work, are very valuable. But uh, if you get a, uh, you know, PS3 Slim, uh, the whatever, the, the latest PS3, those are basically rock solid. They fixed whatever issue was causing them to actually just spontaneously die. Hmm. So you know how to identify a a fully backwards compatible PS3. And you kind of accept the fact that you could spend the money to get a fully backwards compatible PS3 with the knowledge that it's probably at some point going to succumb to the yellow light of death. There's really nothing you can do about it. But people spend the money just because they want that like fully backwards compatible PS3. Yeah. As they, as Sony went through the manufacturing process, they got rid of the emotion engine chip that uh, was essentially like the chips that actually were the PS2 were fucking soldered on the motherboard. So you legit had PS2 hardware inside of the early revisions of the PS3. As they went through the PS3 lifecycle, they slowly started taking those chips out. And the PS2 uh, compatibility was basically through emulation. So, again, uh, it's kind of like the same shit. Um, The Wii U, uh, you just 
Amen. Just make sure that your Wii U is working. If not, uh, do a little bit of research. Try to figure out if there's a way to tell like whether or not uh, other Wii U's are going to be susceptible to that issue. Buy the motherfucker. Do it now. Do it now. I have a late. Uh, I have a late Wii, uh, Wii U. I think mine was the Mario Maker bundle. It was like uh, I think one of the last bundles before they got rid of the Wii U. So I'm gonna check that motherfucker to make sure that everything is good to go on it. Uh, just to make sure that I don't need to go out and start scrambling to purchase uh, older uh, Wii U's because I have a feeling it's going to get expensive because there's is. still some there's still some Wii U games that aren't on the Switch yet. Yeah, uh, uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess HD, all them shits. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade X? Chronicles X. Yeah, yeah. Everybody fucking loves that one. It is only on the Wii U forever. To be fair, if if you are the kind of person who wants to have a Wii U, play Wii U discs, this is that's exactly what you should do. Otherwise, uh, Dolphin, I think it's Dolphin is the name of the emulator. You can play the fuck out of these on on emulation. Yeah, on almost anything. Yeah, like they on basically. Yeah, well. if you have an Xbox Series S, if you have an Xbox Series X. It's very easy to to install the Dolphin emulator. Uh, there's probably a little bit more work to actually put in the ISO files in order to play those those games, but you can do it. Yep. I think even on the with the Steam Deck, you can play. Uh, is it Ryu Jinx or uh, Yuzu, which is the Switch emulator? There's tons of ways to yeah. play uh, Nintendo games, especially from like the Wii Wii U era. So don't don't fret too unless much. you're. Yeah, don't don't worry about it too much. There's there's definitely ways of playing it. Nintendo was are probably gonna make you pay sixty dollars in order to play it on the Switch at some point in time, or the Switch Two. Who fucking knows? Yeah. So don't fret too much. The major games, you're not gonna have an issue. But if you're the kind of person who wants to have a Wii U, wants to be able to use the gamepad, uh, double check to see which memory chip you have in your system. Uh, check out Oatmeal Dome on Twitter. You'll have a little bit of more information about uh, which homebrew software you need to double check your eMMC chip on your Wii U to verify that you do not have a Hynix chip. And potentially he might even have uh, resources to let you know how to determine which Wii U's do not have a Hynix chip and purchase that motherfucker before those consoles get expensive. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Get in front of it or... Or don't worry about it, really. Or, you know, let somebody else figure it out and, you know, pay two, three times the price on eBay. Yeah. It's all good, man. Yeah. If you got the money, <laughs> who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? This, that's, that's a little bit depressing of a fucking... A little bit depressing. Yeah. It this next so one is infuriating. Uh, I, you've been, you've been experiencing uh, canceled pre-orders a bit lately. Uh and this I one, know, not really. Well, no, you got it with the uh, Pixel Remaster. Which on the, one? The Pixel Remaster. Oh no, uh, that was just an extra copy. That was oh. an Asian copy. Okay. I still I have a PS4 and a Nintendo Switch copy from Square uh, Square oh, Enix USA. Son still, of a bitch. That's right. That's right. I even bought the collector's edition like a dumb motherfucker too. So I have a collector's edition. I think in the PS4, and I just have a Switch copy coming from Square. Damn. All right. Play Asia was the one who canceled it, and that was it. wasn't really a cancellation. It was just like, "Hey guys, we thought that this thing existed. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist." Yeah, but this a little bit different. 
This is a little bit different. This is way different. GameStop. Fucking GameStop. Canceling Resident Evil 4 Collector's Editions. Very specifically, though. Apparently, the I think from, from most online, if you pre-ordered the Resident Evil 4 Collector's Edition online, day of, day of the pre-orders going live, you should be good. You're good. You should be good. Uh, if you pre-ordered the Resident Evil 4 Remake Collector's Edition the day after they made the announcement, or like the day after, like if if there was more that came in stock, like the day after pre-orders went live, your pre-order online is probably getting canceled. That isn't the issue, though. The issue is that, for whatever reason, I didn't even know this was still a thing. I didn't know people still walked into GameStops. But apparently, if you walked into a GameStop the day that, the day that pre-orders uh, announced, you were actually able to pre-order a copy of the Resident Evil Collector's Edition in-store. All the in-store pre-orders are getting canceled. No shit. All That's of the worst. Because you fucked up. drove there. And you, you had there. to get upsell on, like, everything. <laughs> you probably got a power-up subscription off of that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. That's awful. You know, the the worst part is, too, like, I guess it's not bad. Because when you go into the store to pre-order, uh, it only costs you $5. And that $5 goes towards your pre-order. So it's not that yeah. bad. When you pre-order online, you pay for that whole bitch. Sort of. They haven't charged my card yet. Yeah. Uh, they, they're good with the pre-orders that way. Yeah. I don't think they've charged the card. Um, but, so GameStop, I do believe, came out and made an announcement about what was going on. Because uh, we found about this because they were sending these notices internally. You worked at a GameStop, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So whatever, whatever way they, they communicate like these kind of like internal news, newses to, yeah. uh, to GameStop employees. That's how we found out because they were having to make phone calls yep. and s- send out emails to everybody who pre-ordered in store to let them know that their pre-order would not be fulfilled. We and did that, that the- so many times by calling around and just letting motherfuckers know that their pre-order got canceled. You just get beat over the phone by these fucking sweaty nerds. What do you fucking oh, yeah. mean? Why did mine get canceled? What are you going to do about it? You owe me shit. Like, motherfucker, I don't owe you anything. Like, yeah, this is... <laughs> bless their fucking hearts for... I can't believe they had to call motherfuckers. That's the worst. The system it is, is the smart worst. enough to just automatically email these dudes nowadays. And we're going to get into that just a little bit. But... Okay. The remedies that GameStop provided as far as what happens if your pre-order got canceled, you had a couple of options. You had three, I believe. One, hey, store credit. Now you're going to have $250 in store credit with GameStop. Aren't you Aren't you ecstatic? You can now spend $250 on other bullshit inside of the store. Yeah. Or you can get a complete refund. You don't. You don't have to leave your money with GameStop at all. You take that money and go elsewhere. Yeah. Third option, which I think is the funniest, is that, hey, man, we're sorry. Would you like $10 off of the standard version? We fucked up your pre-order for the collector's edition, which is sold out every fucking where, which is probably going to be super expensive now because it's going to be so limited. How about $10 off the base game if uh, since we fucked up? 
you know what? Really? That ain't, that's funny. But if I was like, in my logical mind, I'd be like, you know what? I didn't need that collector's edition anyway. What the fuck am I going to do with a statue of Leon? Uh, I would take that $10 off. Probably. Some people, some people, some people would find an opportunity to, 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 to enjoy the saving your ten dollars yeah. and buying a sixty dollar version of like an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation Five version of Resident Evil Four remake. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the remake is dropping this coming up week. People have already done reviews. It's a fucking banger. It's a fucking banger. Yeah. Copies of the game have also leaked out on the internet, so you're probably if you were if you were already a fan of Resident Evil Four, if you played the previous versions, there's not much that they can do to spoil you as far as the game concerned. They can just spoil about what's different. Uh, but that's kind of out there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched my GameStop, your. I watched GameStop your hasn't. Which one? I watched you play it. Uh, Resident Evil 4, the demo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit looks good as fuck. It looks it's really fucking good. way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> it looks so fucking it's good. just the initial walk through the fucking woods is spooky as shit. Dude, the, the house... Man, the house... The house is fucking... Oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah. Um. So, I'm... Disclosure... I've never played Resident Evil 4 before. I played a little or bit maybe of it on if, the GameCube, and I hated it. Or maybe if I have, I don't remember it. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 is really good about atmosphere. It it makes you feel, because like, you know, uh, like all Resident Evil games, at least uh, the first few Resident Evil games, you have a, a shortage of ammo. So you have to be very strategic about how you use it. As you collect ammo, you start you start to wonder, okay, now if I run into like some ganados in the village, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna run past them? Am I gonna try to shoot them in the head? Am I gonna try to to knife them? Like how am I gonna get past this? Like I don't want to waste too much ammo, blah blah blah. It's really good about that. This remake just pumps it up that much more. You always had like this dread of like walking into a new area, hearing all the shit, like hearing the Ganadoses, hearing all the enemies in the game. And you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? Which weapon am I going to use? Which ammo do I feel like I can, I can spend on this encounter? The atmosphere Compared to like the, because I've been I've been doing a playthrough of the Resident Evil Four HD on Steam, so I'm almost through the entire game at this point. But even then, I'm just like, fuck. I can hear something. I don't know what to use. I'm scared of wasting too much ammo, and I have no idea what I'm about to run into. Yeah, like the amount of dread is insane, and that's on a game that looks like garbage, like according to modern standards. The remake, I can't even imagine. I'm so excited about it. Dude. It looks so fucking good. You know the uh, knife that you have in that game? Did you yeah. know that that's the knife that canonically the the police captain gives him in Resident Evil 2? So 
when when I can see that. Yeah, when he first shows up to work, uh, in the police station, he saves that uh that black dude, and he's like holding his gut, and he's like been bitten or some shit, and he's like, here, take this, and he hands him a knife, and he's like, no, get the fuck out of here, and he goes, wait, wait, yeah, I'm coming with you, and he goes, I say, get out of here, that's an order, fucking private Leon, whatever the fuck he calls him. Uh, yeah, he keeps that knife forever. Uh, that's what you use to parry with. So it's kind of yeah. Neat. It the the parry system. I'm I'm kind of interested. I didn't mess with the parry system all that much. I think I might have. Uh, I've I saw the prompt for it. I just never got it during the during the demo playthrough. I think I'm gonna do another demo playthrough as soon as I finish uh, this Resident Evil Four play on yeah. Steam. Uh, I think I'm only a couple of chapters or like a d- 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 not a couple of chapters, but I'm like a couple of sub chapters away from beating the game. Um, nice. But the knife is OP. Uh, in the remake, it has a very limited amount of usages before it breaks. Oh. So I'm assuming you have to go to the merchant to uh, to repair. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise, uh, well, now they have a sting mechanic in in Resident Evil 4 remake. I think I might have done that through my little playthrough when the demo was released. But essentially, you can actually sneak up enemy, sneak up behind enemies, yeah. and fucking just gooch them, stab them, and yeah, stab them in the throat. Yeah, and they're down. Hell yeah. And it's it's it actually makes um a a another interesting way of approaching the game because Resident Evil Four is all about how to utilize your environment mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to taking out these enemies. Um, you know, you can you know climb up a ladder, you can jump through windows, you can hop fences and shit in order to get some distance between you and whatever's chasing you, and Resident Evil 4 has a lot of interesting uh, side kind of like ways of taking care of enemies too. There's a lot of environmental shit you can utilize to to kill enemies versus actually outright shooting them. So I'll be interested to see like how much of that uh, gets put in the remake. And so you can tell like when you look at the remake gameplay that I had no idea what I was, what I was fucking doing in the village. Yeah. Because there's like, uh, I think the village... I want to say that most of the buildings are actually enterable. So Leon can enter all of those buildings. He can shove things in front of the door to kind of like uh, delay. Yeah. So it delays them from actually butt bursting in. Right. And so basically what you do is like, you'll, you know, you'll block the doorway entrance. They'll be attacking the doorway, busting, trying to bust through. It gives you a little bit more time for before they bust through the door. They'll be trying to bust through the window and then climbing inside and then you're like, oh, fuck. So you climb up the stairs, you know, you hop out a window, you fucking jump down a building or something like that. Or, you know, you push off like they'll they'll put a ladder up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they put a ladder up, but there's a lot of ladders in the game. So there's ladders like leading up into windows, leading up onto roofs. So if you see them that they're climbing up, you just fucking go up to the ladder and you just fucking shove it off. And so it basically <laughs> they fall off the ladder. They fall on the ground. It makes them having have to pick up the ladder and put it back up again in order to climb up and get to you. So, you know, you trying to you're trying to manage like they're trying to burst in from like three or four different areas. You know, you're trying to shove ladders down and then, you know, you're waiting. You're waiting for just something to happen, either a way to make your escape or you just have to fucking fight it know, out, fight it out with the fucking chainsaw, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and the deaths, uh, there was a lot of deaths. Um, there's a lot of interesting deaths in Resident Evil 4. I think it's almost as 
interesting as the Callisto Protocol and Dead Space because those two games are very graphic and yes. you know they're, they're very cinematic when it comes to like you know when you die. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is the exact same way. So in the performance version of the PlayStation 4 remake, not the PlayStation 4, Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, I intentionally let the uh, Chainsaw dude kill Leon. And it's super fucking graphic. It's super fucking graphic. He literally, he's like fucking stabs you with the chainsaw, like through your gut, out your back, and he just fucking lifts it up. Uh, Resident Evil 4 isn't as graphic to actually split you in half, but it's pretty gnarly. I did not make it that far into your video if that was in there. It's in the place. It's in the uh, performance. So I did two videos. One was the uh, the regular playthrough, and one was with the performance metrics. Uh, Because Resident Evil Four Remake, if you're the kind of person who likes to play it on the highest settings, it's it's a chunky boy, man. Yeah. Uh, You need you need a you need a thirty ninety or a forty ninety if you really want to play it at its at its fully. At its full potential. With a 3090, you could probably do 1440p, uh, all settings maxed at with ray tracing, maybe even bump it down to maybe 1080p. But I think you're okay at 1440p. If you want to do 4K, you have to have a 4090. Damn. Because I think even with everything maxed with a 4090 at 4K, you're still looking like 80, 80-ish. Or maybe even 60-ish. Like, sometimes the frame rate drops into, like, maybe the high 60s, I want to say. Yeah, it's... It looks good, but you need... But you pay for it. Hella hardware. You need hella yeah. hardware in order to make it look good, too. There's there's that 4K um, uh, PC coming back in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, uh, anyways, uh, so going yeah. back to the pre-orders... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So my my Resident Evil 4 uh, collector's edition pre-order is actually still active. Nice. Um, and I think this is actually related. I've talked about this uh, previous episodes. GameStop fucked up my my address book. Ooh. Like for whatever reason, like it was sending things to stores. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. My Resident Evil 4 remake was actually my the address that it's that it was going to be sent to was actually a store Ooh. a store in Houston which is not good because yeah. GameStop doesn't accept customer packages at their store they just deny their they deny the order and send it back which means that there's no way for you to reclaim those packages yeah. you just get a you get a refund at a certain amount of time once they figure out that the store refused the package dude GameStop so online had, by the way fucking blows uh, GameStop but just as a whole blows. I ordered fucking uh, Mario Maker Two during the mm-hmm. Mario Day thing because it was it was on sale, and I was like, "Dude, that's sick." They sent me a fucking used copy. I bought the new one. They sent me a used one. I called them on the phone. They were like, "We can't issue a refund or do anything because our entire system is down." I was like, "Let me take. Can I take it to a store?" And they were like, "They're not going to accept your return. They won't give you a refund and they will not give you an exchange. And I was like, what do I do? And they were like, we might call you back in a couple of days. Yikes. That's actually <laughs> why I stopped. Uh, so I don't think I ever touched on this, but there was a lot of deep discounts, uh, clearance sales that GameStop was doing. Mm-hmm. And I experienced the same thing. They claimed that the, okay, so you probably know a little bit more about this than I do, but they the copies were claimed to be new mm-hmm. and 
from what I like from what I've seen of the disc, it seems to be relatively true. The discs seem to be spotless. Yeah, yeah. But they're not sealed. Sometimes they have fucking stickers and shit. Yep. So, as far as I can tell, this is like whatever like uh uh GameStop does as far as like um shelf, I guess, space where they'll they receive copies of the games. They fucking split it open yep. in order to take the disc out and put it behind the counter. And they yep. put the they put the game uh, the game box, box on the shelf that you pick up and take to them. Right. So sometimes they have new copies behind the counter, but in this case, since it's clearance, essentially these shelf copies are all that's left. So technically they're new because nobody bought it and returned it. Yep, and it's never been played. It's never been played unless. Somebody at the store, like an employee, took it home to purchase. Because I'm not to purchase, but took it home to play, which I heard is a thing it for GameStop employees. Be. It used to be. They, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if they brought it back, but it used to be a thing, and then they took it away from us. Uh, oh fuck, man, this was like in 2002, so this has been a long fucking time ago. Could be. So, but uh, yeah. Either way, whatever game case was on the shelf. And whatever contents of that uh, of whatever was inside the game case was held behind the counter, those two get put together and get sent out as new copies. Yep. Whenever you do the clearance stuff, because basically it's just all the store's inventory. They're basically clearing out all that shit. Yep. So that's all that's left. There's no real new copies left. In my experience, though, if you actually do a pickup in store, those are actually new copies. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever received any. Uh, store copies, I guess if you want to call it that, um, from any of those clearance sections when I pick up in store. But online, I would say like 50 to 75% of the shit that I bought new was essentially that. Yep. They were all open. Yeah, it's whatever. So as new inventory comes in, if you have a small store, uh, as the manager, you can uh, send back games that are not selling in your district Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, and typically the, all of the shit that's on the wall, all that shit goes back. Uh, sometimes GameStops will recall shit because they know it's going to go on sale or clearance on the website specifically. Um, and, and like in your case, and they recall those back to the factory, to a shipping location, wherever. And, um, mm-hmm. then that gets put on the sale. Uh, and that's why you'll see shit that'll be like, this game's 30% off and it's not located anywhere in your entire fucking state that has 3000 fucking game stops. Uh, it's only yeah. in the store or only online, whatever. So, and so that's what that is. Yeah. Um, see, so where were we going with this? Uh, Oh, either way. Uh, so the resident evil Four uh, collector's edition, like I said, was, um, my address book was fucked up. So my default home address was set to like a store. Yeah. yeah. So I had to call them. Uh, and my experience with support has actually been rather good. Oh, that's good. Um, so they actually, I can't update the shipping address online cause it's a pre-order. Uh, I was able to talk to them, uh, through their customer support and they were actually able to change the shipping address back to my house. Um, without canceling your order, without canceling. Fucking and, awesome. And they also fucked up my, uh, billing address. My billing address also had the suite number for the store that was a part of my default home address. 
So there was a whole bunch of shit mixed up with my account. Uh, I actually missed out on, I think, two shipments of clearance games, which I think in this case was probably for the best. Uh, but I missed out on two shipments of clearance games because, unbeknownst to me, my home address had been set to that uh, to that GameStop store. Yeah. And so I I had to get refunded because there was no way for me to fuck uh, to do that. And I was wondering, how the fuck did these stores, the store specifically, get added to my default home address? Mm-hmm. So GameStop is blaming a uh, technology upgrade for all of this shit. So apparently in September, and this kind of lines up too, because the the orders that I made were in December. The Resident Evil 4 uh, pre-order, I think, was in October or November of last year, 2022. They're blaming an upgrade in technology that occurred around September, which was uh, their... They migrated over to SAP. Oh. So. Some type of database. Yeah. Uh, so it's like set database content management or something yeah. like that. Um, they're very big. They're very big. The first time I've heard of, I heard of SAP was when I was in college. Because uh, my college was in the midst of migrating all of their bullshit uh, to SAP. So that was like. You know, managing your classes, managing your um, financial aid, your all of your all of the things about you as a student was all held on their content management platform. And then I think halfway through my uh, college career, they were migrating over to SAP. So GameStop is blaming an SAP upgrade for all of this bullshit that's happening. So just like crazy database or data corruption or data yeah. mismatches. So when they were taking pre-orders in store, they're claiming that whatever migrations were happening over the upgrade uh, time span was either that they were not able to communicate the number of pre-orders to the manufacturer or that their systems were allowing them to take pre-orders for inventory that didn't exist. And now they're slowly rectifying that situation at this point. And that's why they're notifying people that their games or their pre-orders do not exist anymore because there is literally no inventory for them to send. Yeah. Because, you know, it was either misreported or the, uh, whatever their inventory system was, was wildly inaccurate when it came to what was available and what wasn't. Um, so apparently that only, affects people who did in in store pre-orders which again i didn't know was still a thing i think the last thing that i <laughs> pre-ordered in store was the first mario and rabbits collector's edition holy shit yeah so that was like 2018 2019 i guess yeah i didn't know that you could still do that kind of shit in store yeah but apparently people do the way that they still do it is there is a binder uh, that you can look at. Binder full of women. No, it's a, bi- a three-ring binder just full of pages where they print off like the next couple months worth of pre-orders and you can be like, what's coming out in May? And you can be like, Ninja Gate in three, right? And pre-order. I mean, uh, we're digging back into some fucking memories there. Uh, but like that's, that you can do it like that or you can just be like, hey, what are you have and then they'll just fucking look it up on the system but yeah that's a damn that's shame fucking, that's a that's fucking wild yeah. yeah 
It is a shame. Uh, but like you said, though, uh, what the fuck are you going to do with the statue of Leon? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm, I'm going to do. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with yeah. statue of Leon. I've pre-ordered the Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, both remakes, but both of those collector's editions. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I think he even did the Resident Evil Village collector's edition. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with those statues. What the fuck, what the fuck am I going to do with them? I don't know. Well, One day. Well, okay. So uh, I am in the process of like revamping this entire space, which you can't see because I have the uh, uh, the cutout of me against the, uh, the background. But uh, over the next, I think, couple of weeks, I'm going to be revamping this entire space. So maybe I'll find a reason to actually... Uh, display those statues for for whatever reason hell yeah hell yeah so we'll see so we'll see um but yeah uh i think that's really that's really about it i think that covers everything that's kind of happened in the past uh past couple of weeks um not really much else at least i don't think so or nothing that i really cared about yeah that, that came across there's like some goober ass news out there about other shit going on, but like, I don't know. It's all baby dick shit. So, oh, oh. I don't need to talk about it. Very specific kind of dicks. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> coming. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So. <laughs> and on baby dicks. Uh, and on baby dicks. Just, you know, just like. And, uh, and I'm the problem. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Pixels and Pints podcast episode 31. It's March 19th, 2023. I'm Bradley. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, wait. And I'm Michael. Before we go, okay. Uh, just a little little bit of news, I guess, on the on the channel front. Um so we did uh did release uh, a Wolong uh review. Uh Wolong is really fucking good. Uh, if you're looking for like a Souls-like experience, it's really fucking good, guys. Go check it out for sure. Um, I think uh, as we talked about uh, Resident Evil 4, mm-hmm. there's going to be some Resident Evil 4 content coming through. I think the remake releases this week on the 24th. So I think this Friday it's coming out. Uh, so I'm going to try to get out a Resident Evil 4 HD review. So it's kind of like a review before the review. Mm-hmm. Since I didn't get, since I obviously didn't get an early copy of the game, so uh, I'll be doing that uh, as kind of like a preface to the remake, because uh, I think the remake review is probably going to focus a lot around what's different. Okay. So I'll still do a review of just the game itself for people who have never played any Resident Evil or Resident Evil Four game before in their life, and the remake is they're going to be their first experience. So I'll still touch on that a little bit. Um. But I will probably have a section uh, in the review for Resident Evil 4 Remake that kind of touches on the differences that you're going to see in the game. Uh, So I'll have that remake, uh, not the remake, the Resident Evil 4 HD version, which I think is available, I think, on most platforms like Mm -hmm. um, PS4, I think, uh, Steam, that kind of thing, or Xbox or PlayStation. I don't know. PlayStation. Who fucking knows? Yeah, it's out there. It's fucking out there. It's probably all fucking out there. Yeah. Everything so but I'll do Switch, a, probably. Probably. So I'll do a review on that, uh, and then it'll be kind of like piggybacked with the Resident Evil 4 uh, remake review, which will probably be coming out probably a week after the game releases. 
So it'll be kind of like almost like a two-parter type thing. So that's going to be coming out. Uh, so look out for that. And that's all I can think of now. Cool. But uh, yeah, there's going to be more cool shit. Nice. Nice, man. Uh, well, shit. Keep it locked here for Michael's uh, reviews of games. Uh, he's been fucking knocking them out of the park. Uh, dude's got an yeah. excellent voice. Good production. Uh, it's getting easier. It's getting yeah. easier. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 uh, the, what do you call it? The, um, the output is coming out quicker, quicker as, as I start putting out more of these. So, um, I'm hoping that, uh, in the next couple of months, uh, like the, the turnaround on these kind of things are going to be much quicker. Uh, I'm, I'm getting way more efficient at it and it's, it's getting a lot more fun. I think I'm having more fun editing the videos than I am actually playing the games. For uh, in some cases, it's uh, it's just a fun exercise and just a new type of uh, content creation. So, oh yeah, god damn. All right, shit. Well, yes, sir. I guess I'll close this out then. Uh, <laughs> thanks for watching Pickles and Pints podcast episode thirty-one. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we were two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Goddamn right. I'm also the one that doesn't obsess about baby dicks too, so that's that's how you tell us apart.